now you're getting to the nitty gritty of like, okay, my $2 million company that has 10% profit margin, I want to make a $3 million company with 20% profit margin. That's a much larger ship that you've got to steer around the icebergs. <laughs> and it takes a lot longer to turn those kind of things than, hey, I've got me and my one employee and we're doing 150000 and it feels pretty good. But if we could just X, Y, and Z, we'd get to 300000 and it would be freaking bomb that can get done in, in six months, you know? And so that, that is such a unique thing in the world of masterminds. And, and I feel like I can speak with authority here because I've been in so many and I've run so many that there's very few structured as actionably as Fast Foundations is with that, with that level of sweet spot of like, we're going to take you from something that's already working, but needs some fundamentals baked in to something that's like humming along and can really sustain you and is a really a real true business. What is keeping you from growing your business to the next level? I'm Jess Bergio, one of the hosts here for Fast Foundations, the podcast. Between the three of us, my co-host Jim, RT, and I have grown several businesses scaling beyond seven figures. And you know what? Not a single one of those businesses came with a blueprint. For years, we poured time and resources into our businesses, from salons, tech companies, and product-based businesses, navigating success and failures on our own. For all of us though, it began to change in 2019 when we found a community of like-minded entrepreneurs and industry leaders to mentor us. That community was Fast Foundations. Just like the mastermind, we're bringing on experts and having discussions to give you tips to not only improve the foundational skill sets you need, but to also fast track your growth. We'll dive into the core pillars of what will make your business succeed. Whether you have a brand new idea that you're looking to turn into a business, or you're already a successful entrepreneur looking to scale, this community is here to take you to the next level. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Fast Foundations podcast. This is R.T. Custer coming to you with a special in-person interview. Mm -hmm. We'll explain why. With Lindsay Roselle, a former Fast Foundations, or I guess Fast Foundations alumni, mm -hmm. Lindsay Roselle. And um, today we're talking about a lot of things. We're going to talk about the, the, first of all, the fact that you're the reason we're all here. You're the reason that Fast Foundations still exists. You're the reason that Fast Foundations was purchased um, by Carter and Custer Agency and the Harders um, are, are now our advisors. And you are one of the reasons that I and we first got in the room mm -hmm. of, of Fast Foundations Mastermind. Yeah. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I love this. Super fun. So the reason we're sitting next to yeah. each other in a home environment in your <laughs> podcast studio. It's my podcast studio, yeah. Um, is because if you didn't know this, Lindsay Roselle is also my partner, um, baby mama, mother of our two beautiful kids, Wes and Sawyer. And we actually originally joined Fast Foundations together yeah. in in 2019. Yep which we were talking about at breakfast this morning feels like forever ago. Well, That's at least was, a decade ago. It's like uh, BC, you know, before COVID. So <laughs> it's, it's literally like a different era. It is. It yeah. was pre God. It was so much. Life was just so much simpler. Um, well, yeah, that was back in the day where you're like, what's your 2020 vision? And like, oh. 
the whole reason that Fast Foundations was so appealing to us in mid-2019 when we joined was because we were coming up on 2020 and we, we like many others, had had this it was gonna be perception my that like 2020 is going to be this big year. For sure. Um, and then, you know, obviously. I think too many people called it. Too many people said like, this is going to be my year, you know, and then they all just, yeah, we all just got yeah. canceled. So right. um, anyway, back to the point of the podcast. Yes. Let's document just for everyone a little bit of the story and, and you know, Jim and Jess and I talked about um, a little bit of the story about, you know, buying Fast Foundations from the Harders and mm -hmm. and I'm going to interview the Harders and talk about that kind of stuff as well. Um, but let's talk, let's go back to like why you and we, because we, we joined Fast Foundations together as a couple. Yeah. Yep. Um, so why we joined. So I think it starts with me DMing Lewis Howes on Instagram. Yep. And I don't I don't know if you remember that night, but I, I had been no, drinking. I oh. I think I had to I had to have like I was just like overthinking it. I was just like, what do I see? You definitely to this, were over I remember guy. you overthinking it and, and then you were like, he's probably not even gonna read this, so I'm just gonna send it. Yeah. And then you sent it and he like immediately like think, I think like we within were, like, a couple a glass hours. Of whiskey. It was back when yeah. when we were Well, I was pregnant, so, so I probably I was, was not drinking. Yep. <laughs> um but yeah, I sent I sent Lewis Howes a, a message. That had on to have Instagram. been like early 2019, maybe even 18. Yeah, like late 18. I don't. I don't even know. So anyway, you send him the you send him the DM, and it's basically like I'd love to build because because we were really into personal development, and that was like the same around the same time you had connected with Dave Hollis, and yep. we were starting to to get into this world of like personal growth and entrepreneurship growth, and both Lewis Howes and Dave Hollis are were at that time really well known in that space, and both seem to like have a good sense of fashion too. So you're like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to reach out. Maybe I could build them both a watch, make a personal connection. And then, so you sent that and, and Lewis was like, Hey man, I love what you're doing. Like let's meet in person. <laughs> um, yeah. I think we, we, you know, he basically said like, how does it work? Cause I was just like, if, yeah. if you, I'd love to make you a watch, you know, Hey, we take antique American pocket watches, turn them into wristwatches. I see you do a lot of photo shoots and stuff. And, just a huge fan of the show. I'd love to have a watch on your wrist. Well, and you made the connection like he's from Cleveland, right? Yeah. And, and that there's a watch. There was a watch company in Cleveland. So you, you like tied from, it. I think he's from Columbus. Oh, and yeah. And he, you know, it was just like there was a watch company in Ohio. Have yeah. you, did you know that? So we, we started talking about it. And he's like, how does it work? Like, do I design a custom one, all this stuff? And at some point we decided that like he invited us or me at least he's to. Like, if, if you're ever in L.A., let like, me know. and I can just, I was just like, why don't I just show you mm -hmm. a couple watches and, and maybe you pick one that I already have, or I can make you a custom one. And then, yeah, I mean, um, well, you had to have sent him one because then I think you sent him one you already had because the, the connection to Chris Harder was then that he went to a Lakers game with Chris Harder and showed Chris the watch and Chris DM'd you cold and was like, right. Hey, I, I heard about you through Lewis house. These are amazing. Tell me more. And I think that all was happening in early 2019 because yep. it was, I was pregnant with Wesley and we decided to go to the Kajabi. In 2019, Kajabi did like this amazing in-person three-day like personal development business growth conference in um, Orange County. 
And like every big name person whose programs are run on Kajabi was a speaker. It was awesome. And I'm sure 2020 like totally ruined their plans to do it ever again. But we like treated that like a baby moon, like true Enneagram threes that were like, let's go to a conference to learn stuff on our baby moon. But we we were going to be in Orange County. That had to have been like April of 2019. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's when you reached out to Lewis and you're like, hey, man, I'm going to be in. LA, could could we come meet in person and talk about the watches? And you reached out to Chris Harder and said, hey, I'm going to be in LA. Could I bring some watches to show you in person? Yeah, because that's what it was. Yeah. So Lewis, Lewis had a watch. had one. And then he went to a Lakers game with Chris. Mm-hmm. And Chris was like, dude, where'd you get that mm-hmm. watch? We got connected. Yeah. And I was having that conversation with Chris of like, let's make Chris Harder a watch. And then, yeah, we were like, hey, we're already going to be there. And yeah. so, I mean, it was the Kajabi conference was really cool. But like we got to sit in Lewis's of, studio, or the studio, yeah, the like school where of greatness. he where he yeah. films School of Greatness. Like I was sitting in a chair that Oprah sat in. Yeah. Like that yeah. was so cool. Yeah, and he's such a good dude. Like he, like he just that was his house. I think it was his house time. at the time. Yeah, and he's just like, hey, come and you know, hugs yeah. us both. Like yeah. you know, and we we brought watches. We talked about other watches and and just kind of connected about future stuff. And then we drove uh to santa monica Mm -hmm. and chris was just like hey here's here's a spot this is walking distance from my house i'll meet you it was like the waldorf or something it was some really cool yeah like i mean like he's just like he knows all the cool spots for coffee and drinks so we had a we had a drink outside of a hotel yeah and i mean i think the intention was for it to be like a 45 minute like connect and then we were there for like three hours and right he just gave us so much as i remember leaving that conversation with chris thinking you know Whatever he does, his whatever time, he's we, selling, we'll buy it. <laughs> well, and and I think we had just listened to one of his episodes with Lori where they talked about like how much their time is worth or something. Yeah, like we were yeah. in that mindset. Yeah. We're like, he just gave us like tens of thousands of dollars worth of his time. Right. Holy crap. Um, And he mentioned in that conversation, Fast Foundations, because mm-hmm. I think the next round was. Yeah, because they, they were in the middle of the first round at that time. And then we were yep. in the second round, which was, I think it started in August of yep. 2019. Yeah. And that was a cool conversation. I remember thinking like, here's this at the time, like all these people like Lewis Howes and Chris Harder felt like celebrities, you know, because we weren't as connected to the like celebrepreneur world as we are now where where people like that are pretty accessible to us these days. But but then it felt like a big deal to meet these people in person, especially Lewis Howes and then Chris Harder all in one day. And I remember sitting there and he like I thought he would just ask about the watches and then like kind of take RT for 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 granted or like take advantage of him and get this free watch and then we never hear from him again you know <laughs> yeah. and and he did the complete opposite in very Chris Harder style and was like tell me about your businesses like how can I help you guys what what do you guys need right now like he was really awesome. interested in what we were doing and at the time I was like you know nine I was 34 weeks pregnant so I was like I'm about to have our second kid you know, and and the businesses I was most focused on at the time in 2019 no longer exist today. So I won't spend a whole lot of time on them once we get to that. But the point was, I felt in that moment, like he could have been like everybody else and that that I perceived to be in this celebrity entrepreneur world where like they don't really ultimately care about the customer at that personal level. And he's the complete opposite and poured into you, gave you a bunch of ideas for free, poured into me, gave me a bunch of ideas for free. Didn't even really mention Fast Foundations other than, hey, like, I'm going to send you guys an email about it. Like, you guys should check it out for the next round. And so I think 
at that time, we went to the Kajabi conference, got super inspired. You know, that Kajabi conference was, I think, a turning point. Like that whole trip was a turning point in in the direction we we took our businesses for a lot of reasons. For sure. And then, you know, I had Wes in late May. And then I think enrollment was like July. And we were, we we just had a second kid. My main source of income that I had at the time was a consulting contract that had ended at the same time I was having Wesley, like literally the same month. And so I was kind of in the world of scarcity in that moment of, I just had a baby. I just lost this consulting contract that was multiple five figures a month. I don't know that we should invest in a mastermind, you know, like this might not be the right time. And, and I, I remember having a conversation. Well, we got on the phone with Chris and kind of reconnected and he told us all about the program. And as soon as we hung up, we're like, we have to find a way to make this happen. For sure. Yeah. Um, we, we both could just feel that we needed to be in the room and that even though, at least for me personally, my, my feeling at that time was like, I don't have a clear enough idea of what I want to do in my businesses to justify doing this. And I think our tea in the moment was like, that's the whole point. You need to be in the room so that you get clarity. And like, if nothing else, you'll, you'll meet a bunch of people who might be able to help you down the road, you know? And I was like, okay, Yeah, I think we, we justified it at first on strictly business yeah. stuff of yeah. just like, you know, I did the math and I was just like, okay, there's gonna be a bunch of other entrepreneurs in the room. Mm -hmm. These people are gonna grow their businesses. They have connections. I'm launching... 2019 was the first time we launched um, the military, military edition. Yep. So that was the the my my biggest product launch ever was going to occur during the mastermind. And so I was like, okay, well, worst case scenario, some of these people can help me sell watches. Sure. Maybe they'll buy some, you know. And I, I think I did the math. It's like, okay, I need to sell like four or five watches to to justify this from my side. And you did this similar yeah. thing of like, yeah. all right, how do we justify this? And then I remember leaving the first event and talking about it and obviously we learned lots of you know yeah lots of business stuff but i remember at some point i was going to ask you if you remember when this this mindset shift happened but at some point our mindset shift to justify masterminds went from the business shit to literally i would do i would spend that much money this second just to, to just buy some freaking friends yeah because yeah. we was, live yeah in a small town and yeah. there's a lot of entrepreneurs here and there's a lot of small businesses here. Fort Collins is great. But there's not very many people thinking big, like no. thinking seven, eight, There's nine a lot of figures. like local business owners here. There's not a lot of like think big vision, like bigger than the local business vision. And I, I feel like that conversation happened after and obviously like somebody like Chris and then like we we hadn't met Lori until that first until event. that first event. And she blew our yeah. freaking minds. Yeah, I would say, you know, for you me know. it was because that first, the first event we attended, one, I was like three months postpartum. So that was the first time I'd been away from right. our our from second West. child, Wesley. And it was in West Hollywood. And right, that was the first event. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Because yeah, the second, yeah, that's when we one met everybody. One of them was, was in Hollywood and one of them was in it was Marina The first Dole. one was in Hollywood because that's like, we met everybody there the first time. The second time I remember like being more mm -hmm. comfortable. They gave us assigned seating at the second one to mix it up because we had all been like so yeah. next to the people we knew the first one. Okay, so yeah. the first yeah. one was at West Hollywood. And I remember that shift in mindset happening. I want to say like the plane ride home, we were like, okay, 
these are the people we've been looking for. Like these are the people like us, where they're from, where they're all looking for, they all live in similar cities. Some of them were like from LA and stuff, but a lot of people were from all over the US and Canada and were in environments similar to us where they were kind of like, for lack of a better metaphor, like big fish in a small pond in terms of they were ready for a new type of networking and a new type of expansion in terms of ideas and connections and education that they couldn't get in the local market and they couldn't they couldn't get in just an online mastermind or like an online coaching program or an online course it was it was the middle ground of those two things right and so i think we came home from that first event feeling really energized about the people more than anything and it, what's interesting yeah. to me today is like several of those people we met that first time i mean you and jim met there like and now you're in business together um, Lauren Salon is doing all my PR in the pot. She promotes my podcast. Yeah, like there's yeah. people that we met that first event that we're still working with in business mm -hmm. and our friends still to, to this day. And that are lots of people that we could collaborate with in the future. So yeah, that, that mindset shift I think happened right after that first event in August. And then, so what, what after that, then it was basically a few months of courses and, and calls like the way the program was at that time was we had the in-person event right when it kicked off. And then you had monthly calls and like self-paced courses you could do inside of the group. And then we had our second event in December. Mm -hmm. and, and that was December of 2019. 2019. And I remember like the momentum really built through the fall. Like Chris and Lori did a really good and Nick did a really good job of like really pushing that group. I think there was a lot of energy and a lot of momentum moving into 2020. I'm sure we weren't alone in that, you know, but that particular group, like we, a lot of people had a lot of big plans for 2020, um, myself included. And yeah, we did all kinds of goal setting. Yeah. And, and like yeah. challenges and, and, you know, collaboration stuff. And, you know, I, I don't, it's not worth going into the whole story of what happened to my businesses you know, for my side of the story in terms of what, what I got out of Fast Foundations, Fast Foundations at the time was incredibly helpful in me solidifying a vision for what I wanted to build in 2020 and, and getting the validation and getting the research I needed and like outside opinions to help me validate that model. Now that model ended up not working because of what went down in 2020. So it's kind of a moot point because at the time my business was in-person based. So all of that went away as soon as the government mandated that we couldn't be in person anymore. But all of that is to say, it still really helped me to have that group of people who were, they didn't know me, you know, like they, they weren't already familiar with my business. Like a lot of people that were my current entrepreneurial network were all people that were going to like, yes, they were yes people. They were going to tell me the idea was good no matter what. I got like actual neutral feedback and challenging feedback from Fast Foundations that really helped me change what I was planning to do in my business and take it to a new level. What I didn't know at that time, which is now really important to me and, and is a whole like the subject of my whole podcast was I got a lot of validation in that room from other mothers who said like, it's OK, a lot of the validation around like you can still do both things. And I didn't really know that that I, I needed it as much as I did at that time. But now looking back and having this conversation, I remember several of them coming up to me because I was pretty emotional about like. This is the first time I've been away from my two month old and, you know, I'm I'm really want to be here and I'm really excited to be here because I know this is the next step for my business. And I'm also dealing with these feelings of being away from my child. 
And like every mom in the room came up to me at the break and was like, oh my God, girl, like we got you. <laughs> yeah. How can we help? Like this is such a normal thing. So that validation was was super great to get in that room. And I, and I that's like my general sense of Fast Foundations as looking back is it's that level of person who's all in that same step in the journey. There's a lot of camaraderie at that point. Like nobody in the room was wildly more successful than anybody else. And nobody in the room was like wildly a beginner more than anybody else. It was like, we're all kind of in that, been here in the grind for a couple of years, had some success, have big dreams and goals, but really need to like put all the pieces in the right order and get some good momentum and motivation to like go to the next level. And that feeling of, of like like-minded people is the thing I still think about when I think of Fast Foundations. It's like, yeah, I don't really remember all the courses that were in the group. I didn't watch them all that closely. I was probably distracted with a kid. I don't really remember all the speakers, although I do want to touch on that in a minute. What I do remember is like the people were so, it's like we all had such commonalities in what we were dealing with in our life and businesses that you're like, no matter what you said as a comment or a question, you got a lot of people around you being like, yeah, I have that problem too. Like, let's figure it out. Like, do you want to eat lunch together and talk about this? And that was just not something I had ever experienced before. So, and, and people at, you know, I think in that round, and I think we've been, we've been really lucky to, to build these great groups, um, where people just leave the ego at the door, um, mm -hmm. because there were some people that, you know, were making a lot more money than other people. Um, and in some ways that's really interesting, but they, were the first to admit that like, oh, I've never done that before. I've never learned this before. I've never had that conversation mm -hmm. before. Like, let me, if I can learn that from, from you, like, yeah, you're not maybe quite as successful financially, but like you obviously are an expert at this thing. Yeah. That's really cool. And I think to tying in the, the speakers and all that, like that's where, you know, doing it as a as a partnership like the two of us being there not only did we have great conversations with the people in the room mm -hmm. but we had conversations the two of us in between the two events and for like yeah. a year afterwards about like hey remember that you know that one thing that that speaker fast foundation said about this you know there was those those speakers sparked new and different thoughts and conversations that yeah. like we just wouldn't have had. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where, you know, now now that I'm on the other side of it and I'm trying to find speakers, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I am I almost take the pressure off of like, I don't have to blow these people's minds with this speaker. I just have to find the speaker that's talking about something that maybe people haven't thought of recently. Right. Or that can apply that topic to the thing that they do. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the Harders did such a good job of, of curating those those people for us at that yeah. time for that yeah. group. Yeah. I mean, I, what I was going to say about speakers was like some of those people who spoke to our rounds at one of the events are still people I, that I either follow and, you know, now they're, they they were even at the time for much further ahead of us than, than we are in terms of the business and revenue and stuff. And they are still ahead of us. And so I like to follow them because they're that, they're that like aspirational expander type person. For sure. Some of them are like, I think of John Romanello, like he came in and taught copywriting. Yeah, and so we, good. So good. And we, because of the structure of it was like so easy to understand. And he's also 
a really interesting person to follow on social media. And that's all I'll say about that <laughs> right now. Like his lifestyle and his candor about, about how he lives his life is incredibly interesting and, and generous in how much he shares about, about how his lifestyle works. And as an aside, like that to me, it's just like, I would have never found him organically. And, but I, you know, learning from about copywriting and just about politics and social interest, social interest things that he talks about, um, and relationship things that he talks about have expanded you and I's relationship. They've expanded how I look at the world and, and also how I write, you know, and mm -hmm. all of that came from one 45 minute presentation to fast foundation. So it's, it's, it's those kind of moments too, where it's like, when he walked in, I was like, who's this guy? I've never heard of this person. It, he wasn't famous to me or right. like that influential. Cause I had never heard of him, but once I heard him talk and followed him on Instagram and implemented what he taught us in the talk and have now followed him for three years, I'm like, dude, like he doesn't know who I am, but like he's an important person in my mind in terms of uh, both business and life. So um, there's things like that. I remember in like the the growth hacker guy that came in that had growth hacked the growth of TikTok and TikTok at that time was John, just picking uh, up. Maxim? Yeah, it was like fall Maxim. of 2019 is when TikTok was like going viral. And he he worked for the growth hacking company that did TikTok's like growth strategy where they they went and they like DM'd Instagram influencers from TikTok. And it was like this whole fascinating thing. But, you know, like he because like we heard people to come from Instagram over. to TikTok. Yeah. So he was like DMing people on Instagram saying, hey, if you come over to TikTok and do the same content, you'll, you know, X, Y, Z. And um that was like TikTok's growth strategy. But because we were we in the room. Should have got on TikTok in 2019. We did. But I'm, I'm saying like <laughs> I, because yeah. we were in the room, we started TikTok accounts. Like we didn't put content on there, which we, we'd probably be yeah, massive TikTok influencers. Yeah. And this whole thing would be moot at this point if we had actually done it. But, which they told us to. <laughs> but they told us to, right? And like that's the point. They told us to, right? So it's like here's another guy who walks in and you're like the growth hacker in this app TikTok. What? But yeah. Yeah. three years ahead, like. Had we actually done what this guy said, he's like, I'm telling you, TikTok's going to be bigger than Instagram. It's going to monetize faster than Instagram. It's going to be more important for Gen Z than Instagram. You guys should get on TikTok even if you don't want a new platform. And here we all are in 2019 being like, eh, yeah. Instagram's never going to go anywhere. Um, we're, and we're finally you know. coming around. Yeah. So like that's a very specific example. But those are the types of things that where the person who walks into those type of, of masterminds, like you may not recognize their name, but you never know what you're going to get from them that expands you and your business for years to come that, that you would have never found on your own. So that I think is another reason that the in-person event and really being present while you're there is such a huge part of Fast Foundations and why there's nothing else like Fast Foundations that I, that I know of, you know, um, and that was, that was the other question I was going to ask you is like, cause you've been in a bunch of, you've led masterminds, you've yeah, been in a bunch of other masterminds Yeah. to you, you know, what separates fast foundations and, and what was like your, your favorite parts of fast foundations that might be different than, than mm -hmm. other masterminds that you've experienced? Um, I mean, the in-person aspect of it, I think is the biggest differentiator and, and you know, coming off of a couple years where that wasn't possible. I think it's even more important now than ever to, yeah. to be in the room, literally physically in the room. Um, not that virtual things aren't impactful. And I have obviously done a lot of those too, but there's something about proximity and 
um, presence and being around people. It's like all the P words, <laughs> um, you know, like until you put a face with the name and you sit in someone's energy, it's it's hard to connect with them on a Voxer thread or a Facebook group or a text list, whatever it is. And um, and then you sit with somebody for a couple of days and you see their vulnerability and you 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 learn about like you actually listen to what they do in their business instead of being like, oh, that's the guy with the watch company. You're like, oh, man, like he preserves American history and he's doing this military thing. Like once people actually met RT in that first round, everybody on on the Veterans Day launch day that like the whole entire text thread was texting him that day being like, this is your day, man, like so excited for you. That would have never happened if it was just a Facebook group, you know. So right. I think getting in the room is the number one thing. A couple other things, like because I've been in a million masterminds at every level of investment um, and every type of container, I would say the length, like that six month time frame, is the sweet spot for it's just long enough to it's long enough that you you have to be like committed. It's not you can't just like bounce through it in in eight weeks or 12 weeks. Yeah. Um, so it's it's long enough you have to be committed and and it's a serious enough investment that um, you need to take it seriously, but it's not so long like that you procrastinate taking action. I've been in 12 month containers where I didn't really do anything until the last couple of months and I was like, oh shit, I gotta catch up. Like I gotta, yeah, I, so I gotta like, I paid so much, yeah. I gotta get something out of this. Yeah. And then I've been in like Same. three month containers where it went so quickly that I was like, well, shit, I, shit, I'm, I missed two weeks and now I'm way behind, you know, know? I um, even know who these people are, but I don't yeah. know these people. And I also like that amount of time is this day and age. And, and then that level of person who's trying to go from like five or six figures to a lifestyle business that can really like mean something for them, whether that's seven figures or higher six figures, like whatever it may be. You know, I, I'm I'm careful not to like say every single person in a fast foundations level thing wants to be a seven figure entrepreneur because for some people, I, I'm at least trying to separate myself from that because that doesn't necessarily mean mean anything to me. It's like you have something that's making money that you know could make more money and could be a little bit bigger and could free you up from not having to do the things you don't want to do anymore, and you need people to help you make it like get it to that next level. If that's seven figures, great. If that's 300,000 a year, great. Like whatever it is. I think that's a, a really good differentiator because we we talk about from, you know, from five or six to, to seven figures mm -hmm. as like, that's what a lot of people want. But, um, you know, now that we've experienced those things, uh, in some ways, I'd rather have a $400,000 a year business with $300,000 a year in profit. Right. Than a you know one point five million dollar business with one hundred thousand dollars right in profit that, you know that's right. that's way less work for honestly much much better yeah. lifestyle so and in that type it's for of, all those people and in that revenue range like six months can make a huge difference huge. for you like yeah. you can go from having a company like a solopreneur or me and one other person type agent like a graphic design company or a, a web development company or a marketing you know like what a lot of the people in the room are like those one or two person businesses, you can take something like that from a hundred, 200,000 a year where it feels pretty good, but like, it's still kind of paycheck to paycheck-y. Yeah. You can take a business like that to three or 400 or $500,000 in six months time or, or get it at least on, on their trajectory to that. And, and so I feel like that amount of time is a sweet spot for that 
revenue range of company. Whereas like when you get into some of the bigger rooms that you and I are in, you've got people with, you know, multiple million dollar companies or truly seven figure quote unquote businesses that now you're getting to the nitty gritty of like, okay, my $2 million company that has 10% profit margin, I want to make a $3 million company with 20% profit margin. That's a much larger ship that you've got to steer around the icebergs. <laughs> and it takes a lot longer to turn those kind of things than, hey, I've got me and my one employee and we're doing 150000 and it feels pretty good. But if we could just X, Y, and Z, we'd get to 300000 and it would be freaking bomb. That can get done in, in six months, you know? And so that, that yeah. is such a unique thing in the world of masterminds. And, and I feel like I can speak with authority here because I've been in so many and I've run so many that there's very few structured as actionably as Fast Foundations is with that, with that level of sweet spot of like, we're going to take you from something that's already working, but needs some fundamentals baked in to something that's like humming along and can really sustain you and is a really a real true business, whether that's seven figures or not. I mean, $500,000 a year is still, what, $60,000, $70,000 a month. Like that's, that's good yeah. money. <laughs> you know, if you're making 50, 60 grand a month, even prior to taxes and all your overhead, like and you have a couple employees for the most part you're doing pretty dang well at fi at 500 grand a year you know for so sure. uh that's my soapbox of like the seven figure business is this thing that we all have in our head and that a lot of masterminds like to like promise you but the $500,000 business the $350,000 business is still a really fucking great business for a lot of us and that's that's and the that's, sweet spot and that's how that's how Chris originally convinced me to join cuz I was above you know mm -hmm. they they we say, and and they said from the beginning, you know, the the five hundred thousand dollar a year business is kind of the the cutoff. You know, the cutoff. <laughs> if you have yeah. a bigger business site, you should join a different mastermind. And I, Vortec was over almost eight hundred, I think, at that point. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't paying myself. You know, right. I, I I had almost no profit from that. Right. The business had almost no profit, and I wasn't paying myself a salary. And he was just like, "Well, we teach a lot of those fundamentals of let's like." you know, you probably just need to do a couple little things and then you, whether you get to seven or not, you, what if you just had a, a more profitable, um, high six figure business? And I was just like, well, either way, you know, that that's, yeah. that's great. But the, the, the thing that you sparked when you said that was, I remember leaving, I don't know if it was leaving the first event, it was probably leaving the first event. I remember you and I had a conversation that was just like, wait a second. So she's making online courses about basket weaving and making $25,000 a month. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I'm making this up like, you know, there, there was, there was other people in that room doing things that we perceived as like not scalable, not massive, like just like selling online courses, being online coaches, like a lot of stuff that we had never really yeah. considered and they were crushing it and they had zero or one employees. And so their profit margin was almost a hundred percent in theory. Right. Yeah. We're like doing math on yeah. the airplane of just like, how much does this person make? Like, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Cause at the time we had, it. we only had either brick and mortar or like in person, we had, a, we had very expensive businesses. Yeah, yeah. Like, like with so much businesses. overhead and stuff. Yeah. And, and it was, it wasn't like jealousy. It was almost just like a, 
opening your yeah it's expansion it's opening your eyes to what's possible Mm -hmm. so like talk about that because i think for me that was huge it was yeah Um, but now you've you know you've pivoted your businesses to do different things more more into those things that Mm -hmm. we learned and and got expanded into back then yeah i mean i think the thing that came up for me while you're talking well like right at the end of what i was saying was also i think in that room is where you figured out specific to Vortic, like you were stuck at that, like couldn't quite get to a million and didn't really have any profit. And one of the things that you immediately put into action after that first event was the weekly email mm-hmm. um, that you've now sent one email a week to your list since then. And and Jeez. I remember you saying at that first event, I don't, what am I going to talk to people about? Like, you yeah. know, what am I? And Chris was, I think it was Nick's presentation because his was all about email marketing. He's yep. like, Build a welcome journey. Tell people the story. And then you, that that first night, I, I think it was either that first night or I don't remember where, but you sketched out like 18 different plot lines that are parts of the components of the Vortex story. And it you're like, okay, this is, this is the welcome sequence that I'm going to send to every single new subscriber on the Vortex email list. And this is gotta, the storytelling. We got to cut this part out because this is where Nick and Chris like ask me for like a cut of all the <laughs> millions that I've made from millions this process millions. yeah i've you're you're um, totally right because yeah. that and it was because nick talked about facebook ads yep and email marketing basically like the simple well and it funnel. was like the simple things of like do you have a welcome journey and you were like no i do not and you actually like, had an email list at the time like i i heard all this too but i wasn't running that same type of business but in terms of expansive things that like really left a mark and we've implemented and and have gotten us to where we are today. I mean, it truly is the fundamentals that we had probably heard a million times. Like you need you need a welcome journey in your email list. Like I knew that intellectually, you knew that intellectually, but we had never prioritized getting it done. And then being in that room that day, you sketched out, you know, here's the first 10 emails of my of my welcome journey for Vortic and here's what I'm going to, in a weekly email, my nurture sequence, I'm going to send out a weekly email that covers these things. And then you fucking did it. You like went home and did it and got it going within a couple of weeks. And I think that that's, that's the other magic of being in the room is that when you leave, you're like, I have to go do all these things right now. Like this is, it, you, you feel the, it's not pressure, but you feel like that's so accountability. Yeah, you you're, know? and you're just so turned on. Like you're like, yeah, like I, I, I want to go do this. I want to go do it for me, and I want to go do it for the people I just met. Right. Um. And the way that they structured it, and I know it's the way you guys structure it, is like when you come back to the second event, whatever you committed to as your one thing this time, we're going to ask you about it the second event, and you better have done it, you yep. know, or at least done a big effort towards it. And so there is true, like group accountability in that sense. So. I want to call that out because I remember that as you were speaking. But but for me personally, oh, cool. I want to when I interview Nick, <laughs> I'm gonna yeah gonna bring that up and feel yeah. like wait how do we how do we how do how do Nick and I go on a mission to just like get people to write a freaking email journey? Because I need you to do mine because I'm I have I mean, still not taking it, that advice and here that, we are three years later. So well, to me, the email journey for Vortec it, it was the difference between it, six and seven figures. Yeah, and know? it will always be the. I mean, that's has carried you through thick and thin over the last three I mean, years. Just you know? that email journey, I could I could factor at least a million dollars in sales to you in the last three years, yeah. like a hundred percent. And the open rates on those are right. freaking sixty percent. It's insane. Write your welcome emails if you're write a freaking welcome journey. Welcome. If yeah. you don't know what that is, DM us. No, if you don't know what that is, get in the room and we will yeah, teach you exactly. Yeah, um, that's it. 
So I think it's that. And then, you know, like for me personally, so now I, I've joined several other masterminds since then, and I have moved in this direction of, um, you know, I got rid of all the, the brick and mortar businesses and I got rid of employees because that's not my zone of genius. And I don't really want to run a business where I've got, you know, to come into an office and manage employees. It's not what I want to do. And so coming out of 2020 and 2021, shedding off all of those other structures that I was in at that time, I've moved into community building around ambition and motherhood. And that's based on my experience and where I've landed after years of being an entrepreneur and having all these other types of businesses and having young kids and and truly like living this meta experience of if I'm going to help other people build businesses, I've got to which is what I love to do. I love to help women succeed and and go get the the success that their ambition has defined for them. If I'm going to do that, it's got to work around my schedule with our kids. And I was like, oh, I have this problem. I wonder if all the people that are my potential customers have this problem. Oh, it turns out they do, which is I really, really want to succeed. I'm so ambitious and I feel this major pull towards ambition. And I love my freaking kids and I'm, I, I want to be a really devoted mother. And how do I do those two things well? And how do I balance and, and hold space for this massive mental load? And so now my work is in that. And I have a podcast called Mother Load. And I think, you know, so for me today, sitting here, looking back on Fast Foundations, like, well, I met Lauren Salon, Salon at Fast Foundations. She's doing my podcast PR and getting my podcast more recognized and it's growing quickly. She's helping me get personally more um, exposure through media. And I, you know, I, I trust her implicitly because she's seen me through the whole journey to this, to where I'm at now. And she knows me. Um, and I met her in Fast Foundations, you know, versus me trying to go find a publicist and a, a PR partner out of the blue. Like I would not know how to do that. And so I feel like even here years later, three years later, with a totally different focus in my business, I'm still leveraging the connections that I that I made there. And, you know, when I like, because I benefit from our partnership, I think one of the other big expansive things of, of having that fast foundation experience for me as your partner is listening to you, you know, at the end of the year, last year saying you weren't totally fulfilled with what you were doing and wishing that you could have something like fast foundations. Cause you want to help people who've been through all the things you've been through. Like we were, you were coming off of 2020 you almost lost Vortic and it got really crazy there and you figured out how to make it work. And like, you are the true like American story of American entrepreneurial story of like this business started on Kickstarter and I had to work a corporate job until it made enough money that I could quit my corporate job. And then it didn't really make enough money to do much more than like pay me a little bit. And now it's this multi-million dollar company that can pay you a real salary and is on this massive trajectory. Like that is the, the, the story, right? Like that's the journey that the everyday entrepreneur that doesn't want to be some big celebrity entrepreneur. They just want to have the business that they know is in them and that they love and they want to know how to do it well and how to make it profitable and how to make it create the life that they want to have around it. Like RT has lived that and and knew at the when we were having this conversation, I think it was while we were in Mexico in January on our on our like twice yearly kids or you know, parents only trip to Mexico. And he's like, you know, I, I want to start this mastermind. And I think I'd call it something like this. And at the same time, Chris and Lori were saying they were going to not do fast foundations anymore because they had kind of grown out of it, you know, right. like they're up into 
a different stratosphere of success now, which is awesome. And that was their goal and they've realized it. And I had this moment of like the Fast Foundations experience was so life changing for both of us, especially, you know, the further out we get from it, the more perspective we have on it. And I had this moment of realizing like that room needs to exist. Mm -hmm. And if Chris and Lori don't want to hold space for it anymore because of, of their goals changing, why don't you buy it? And oh no, we were in you, Vegas. Yeah. No, you. I think we talked about. We had a bunch of conversations in Mexico about like what I want to do yeah, with yeah. my life and like, you know, uh, how I could do more public speaking and yeah. how I could practice public speaking. I think I was like, maybe I could speak at someone's mastermind. We had those conversations, and then we went to Vegas with Jim and Val for a client trip. Yeah, like Jim brought Val, I brought yes. you. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. We hung out with them. We had dinner with them, and yeah. it was on the airplane leaving Las Vegas. Yeah. I think I was complaining about the first world problem of like, I love why we were just having the conversation of like, we love Las Vegas. Right. We love because of the energy. Mm -hmm. And just when you when you sit in Las Vegas, and you think about how much money is being spent, it's crazy within a square mile of you right there. (laughs) <laughs> um and we googled at the time yeah, we, it is we did the math yeah it's billions um literally in like minutes you know and so we were leaving that and we were like okay we you know we're going back to small town you know life and whatever and um and it was like we were because i was also having a conversation with myself and and through mm-hmm. therapy and stuff about like thinking bigger not going faster yep and i i don't know exactly how it came up but you were just like Ask Why Chris. don't you just yeah. buy Fast Foundations? Yeah. And I was like, I was like, I, I bet they'd sell. We have to on my phone. We were yeah. like taking off. I'm just like Jim. Like before I lose service, we should buy Fast Foundations, yeah. like rocket ship money yeah. sign emoji or something. And I remember getting the text back from him, like, yes, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know how, but well, yes. And I just like it was this weird energetic <laughs> moment for me of of like trying to you know, be the generator to your projector for those of you that know human design where it's like ref, be, be the mere back of like here, what you're saying exists. Like it's right in front of you. Let me just hold up the mirror so you can see it's here. Like this isn't that, this feels like a big problem to solve, but you're making it harder than you need to. And I'm also just the kind of person who's like, why wouldn't Chris and Lori sell it to you? Like you're, you're Gem and RT, like they love you guys. They've seen you put the the agency together successfully like and you two are extreme success stories from fast foundations you both came into fast foundations with businesses that were kind of shaky and you've left you became you, you know you went into the elite mastermind you've grown and like now you're both in the seven figures like you are the success story this is perfect and i just i don't know chris and Lori as well as you guys do but i just had this feeling that they didn't want to let it go like that, that mm-hmm. it would, that they would feel remorse about it just disappearing after all the impact it had had. And so I was like, this is a win-win. Worst thing you can do is ask. The most embarrassing that can happen would Chris laugh at you, which he would never do. But like, what's the worst that could happen? Like, okay, cool. And, and like from he there, didn't. it just, no. And then from there, it just happened. <laughs> he was like, oh. <laughs> from there, it unfolded really naturally, you know? And, and, and for me, it's like, I don't want credit for it because it like, I own any agency in that process. It's like, I, I bring it up because, and I, I came to this last event in Denver a couple of weeks ago and I felt it when I walked in the room, it's like, this is cool to know that, 
this wouldn't necessarily have existed if you didn't take the action from that from that challenge I gave you of like, why don't you go? It exists like it, it already exists. We've been in it and it was fucking cool and it was amazing and it changed our lives. Like, don't let it die. Go get it, you know, like go save it and and be bold and make the bold request of Chris. And um, and I think that room, the 2019 Lindsay is is who came through in that moment to to be feel like I could encourage you to make a bold request because and and our whole journey to fast foundations like meeting Lewis House and meeting like where we started this conversation today those yeah, it all that with a bold request yeah, yeah like those are that was really expansive to be able to go from hey like we're two little local entrepreneurs from Fort Collins Colorado and I'm 34 weeks pregnant and we're standing in Lewis House's penthouse apartment in Hollywood where he records one of the top 100 podcasts in the world and he's like, friends of ours, you know, like what an, it was mind blowing to me. And then, in, you know, by the end of that year, we were finishing Fast Foundations heading into 2020 on, on a totally different trajectory, you know? And so like, that's how quickly stuff can change. And I think, and, and that all felt really bold to me. So if we just don't count all the shit show that was 2020 and 2021, then, you know, like, the effect of that is really now being realized in 2022 where you and I have really rapidly, uh, you know, now we're, we're, I think we're more comfortable in like taking action when we feel it because we feel so confident in our network and we feel so confident in the skill sets that we have a basis in that like anything we want to add into the business or any pivot we want to make or any like connection we need we have that person or that skill one degree of separation away. Um, and that is 100% a, that's a mastermind thing, but that's a fast foundations thing. Well. Um, you could use my uh, affiliate code if you'd like to sign up after that sales pitch. <laughs> First of all, thank you. Um, thank you for um, welcome. I give, mean giving us this idea, giving me permission, you know, to, mm -hmm. and supporting me through all of this stuff. Um, if anyone and people have asked like, you know, what, what is my support structure look like? Now, you know, um, my support structure encourage me, encourages me to buy businesses when mm -hmm. I'm feeling a little down, like, <laughs> fuck it, just buy the whole business, you know? <laughs> That's basically like what the conversation it was. was, but I feel like that was like a very like Chris and Lori Harder gent like they spoke through me to you like that's the conversation they have. So it felt like it feels very natural for that to be a. Yeah, it's just like, know, like I am. I I, can, I I imagine that Lori has done that to Chris. Like what? Hundred percent, she has. Like why you could just 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 buy the thing. Just just yeah. Just make you the bolder. Like whether it's buying something just or ask, not, it's like yeah, just be bold. Ask, like yeah. what's the worst that's gonna happen? Well, just you like know? just like Solve you know, the it's, it started. It's like. Most people, if they want to get their physical product on a famous person or an influencer, they take zero action right. or they think it might just happen or whatever. Like I they tag him, you know, or they think it, like, you know. oh, you know, because I, I remember we had this conversation. It's like well, Lewis House, like he's famous. He's not going to answer his own Instagram DMs. Like, right. no you know, way. he's, yeah. he's going to be like, who's his kid? And uh, I mean, that's that's why we're so thank you. Also, that's Lewis why we're House, sitting here. Yeah. Um, for all of that. But. But yeah, if anyone was wondering how I can do all these things, it's because of this beautiful yep. lady right here. Yep. Um, so thank you. You're welcome. For all of that and all of this and your time on the 
Fast Foundations podcast. Yeah. If somebody wants to connect with you and learn about the things that you're doing now. Yeah. How would you recommend that they do that? Um, probably the best way is Instagram at Lindsay Roselle with an A, Lindsay with an A, Roselle. Um, I showed they'll tag me somewhere. And I host the podcast called Motherload with an uh with L-O-A-D, so Motherload, all one word podcast. Uh, and it's focused on ambitious women who are also devoted mothers and the intersection of day-to-day <laughs> challenge that that presents. Um, so you can always listen to the podcast. You get a pretty good idea there. But yeah, I love to connect on Instagram. I am an elder millennial. I don't really do TikTok. So you'll find me on the OG platforms where I will die before I change. Um, <laughs> Instagram. Instagram. Yep. yep. And the um, podcast. Subscribe to your podcast. Yeah, the podcast is great too. I don't have anything to sell you right now, but if you come to Instagram, I will gladly help point you in a direction in, in best way I can. Um, and I think the last thing I'd say, you know, is um, a lot of times these investments feel scary and there's a lot of obstacles right now and a lot of excuses always that you can make around like why why the next round might be the one or you don't really need to grow the business or or whatever it might be. And I think like like this conversation today, the what I've learned in business is the bold action, the thing that feels a little uncomfortable and is is the thing that three years later you're sitting in a whole different world, literally going, hey, if we hadn't been in that room in 2019 and then 2020 had still happened, God knows where we would be. Like yeah. there's so many ripple effects from Chris Harder's influence in, in RT's life and, and being in Fast Foundations that helped us get through 2020 and 2021 that, you know, sitting sitting here this far out is like, dang, like that bold move to get to Lewis House, to talk to Chris, to get to, to I mean, we put the enrollment for both of us to be in it on a credit card. Like we had to we at the time, we maxed out two credit cards, cards yep. to, to get in the room. Remember that. Yeah. You know? And so it, like, I'm not adv- advocating and I never would advocate maxing out credit cards to do anything, but I'm also very risk tolerant. And so is he. So for us, it was a calculated risk to say, we're going to do this because we know it'll pay off. And I can't even think about where we'd be financially or otherwise if we hadn't done it. So you know, if you want to talk, like, sure, hit me up. Like, I will definitely encourage you to take bold action. And if you need a little, a little push or a little, um, you know, reassurance that it's worth it, hit me up on Instagram. Happy to um, DM with you about, about that choice. And yeah, I think otherwise. That's it. That's it for the Fast Foundations podcast alumni episode with Lindsay Roselle. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe here on whichever podcast platform you're listening to or YouTube if you're watching us and you get to see our little podcast studio here in the house. (laughs) Um, And we will see you next time on the Fast Foundations podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. For more free business tips like this, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Instagram at fast.foundations. What was your biggest takeaway from this episode? We want to know. Tag us on Instagram, share this episode with a friend, and leave us a five-star rating and review so we can reach more incredible entrepreneurs like you. We're so glad to have you as part of our community. Go to our website, fastfoundations.com, for details on our next in-person event.
This podcast is sponsored by Carter & Custer Agency at carterandcuster.com.